Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Selena. Together, we are moms to five children, including two sets of twins. At Tweet Dreams, we are passionate about helping families achieve the peaceful night's rest they deserve because we were formerly overwhelmed and sleep deprived ourselves. We love nothing more than helping families achieve their specific sleep goals. So the whole family can be rested and thriving. On this podcast, you'll not just hear about sleep related topics, we'll chat about how it started, where we are today, and the experiences that have shaped us as mothers of twins. We hope you'll enjoy listening to the ups and downs, the highs and lows, and everything in between. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Twin Life with Tweet Dreams. We have a super special episode today. We have a guest, our very first guest, twin mom, Anna. She's joining us today to walk us through her sleep journey with her twins, and we're excited to hear it. Anna, can you give us a little bit of an intro of a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am currently a mom to three and a quarter year old twin boys. They were born August 2020, so it was kind of like mid-pandemic, all that fun stuff. I'm a working mom. Uh, I work probably about 30 hours a week. And then my husband works a lot more than that, and he works actually very far away. So it's a lot of me, all hands on deck at home. And so I came across Lindsay because I had not slept in a long time and I was losing my mind. <laughs> so in an attempt to make my husband and I both get some more sleep because we desperately needed it, I reached out to Lindsay. I'm lucky enough that I have my parents that help us. They watch the boys usually two days a week. So they kind of step in. And then the boys currently are doing a mix of like daycare and time with grandma and grandpa. Daycare is something new, right? Yeah. Well, we were doing one day since six months, but now they're they're um, full-time nursery school. So nice. that it has been an adjustment for sure, but they're doing pretty good. Good. And Stelina and Anna, you guys know each other too. And like, I was trying to think how Anna, I even met you. It was probably, like, who knows if it's the algorithm or yeah. hashtag or sometimes official twin mom, shout out to Miriam used to do like meet other twin moms. Yes. And I wish she would do those posts more often because yes. you like post on it and you're like, hello, like yeah. <laughs> my name is Lindsay. And then you'd meet people and other twin moms. So it was great. So I can't really remember yeah. which way ours went. Um, I know the two of you like kn- knew each other. Selena's pregnancy was like a little bit behind yours. Mm-hmm. You guys chatted a little bit. What was that like? So I actually do know how I found her because the second I found out <laughs> I was pregnant with twins, I just like went on Instagram, was like hashtagging like twins everything and um, <laughs> started like following all these accounts and stuff. And it was like super helpful to follow people who were just like a little bit ahead of me, you know, to kind of just like see where I would maybe be going. And I remember Anna specifically, one of your twins had IUGR, right? And mm-hmm. one of mine did too. And I think I even hashtag like was looking for like IUGR stuff one time. And I was like, oh my goodness, she has twins, IUGR. Let me reach out to her. I was like so nervous. And it was like a similar circumstance. Uh, one of my twins did have IUGR, but thankfully it wasn't like placenta related or anything like that. And, 
you were like so reassuring and thankfully she was fine. And I remember we exchanged messages and that was amazing. Um, and then we're here today because you used Lindsay to help you with the twins and their sleep. And then I ended up having my twins and was in a very similar circumstance. And yeah. since I had the connection with you, I was like, done. I'm just going to talk to Lindsay. And here we are. Worth it, right? <laughs> just call 100%. Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to ask you like some basic stuff here. How would you describe your twin mom journey so far? Pregnancy, I was really lucky. It was a healthy, normal pregnancy. I was just double pregnant. And I was really lucky in that sense. Um, scheduled C-section, they were healthy. We had some IUGR. My baby B was born at four pounds, three ounces, four pounds, six ounces, something like that. And miraculously didn't need NICU time. So it ended up honestly starting off very smooth. The first month was like, you know, you're great on those hormones. You're feeling like Wonder Woman. They sleep so great. (laughs) And then four months sleep regression hit and I took a nosedive into this pit of despair and exhaustion. I was not sleeping. I was barely eating. I was almost exclusively pumping and trying to maintain this supply as a barely enougher. So the start was not, not blissful. We could say had a very hard time with like emotions in hindsight, probably had pretty bad postpartum depression, but you know, your six week checkup, they're like, Oh, are you sad? No. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know, like no one really Mm -hmm. dives deeper into that. So in hindsight, that was a really tough year. I think I reached out to Lindsay probably at like six, no, five months. And so far, other than that first year, I do feel like it's been great. Is it hard every day, all day? Yeah. But other than that first year, it's been great. Right now, I feel like we're really thriving. I feel like we have a great routine. It's predictable. Things are really like, I know how to handle them. If I have to go into the post office, it's not just complete, utter chaos. It's doable. So I feel like now we're really, we're doing well. So it, it seems like it's getting better every day. And I almost feel like Lindsay had said that to me. Oh, she <laughs> tells me every day. Sure, some, <laughs> so it was her then. Someone I, had told me it's just wait, it's going to get better. And it has, it really has. Yeah. And I hate to be like, don't enjoy the moment, but yeah. sometimes the moment you're in totally sucks. Yes. And so to hear somebody else say like, just wait, you'll start to see these incremental like moments of bliss or peace, like I think is really helpful, right? Absolutely. And I forget you posted something the other day, it was a story or something, and I responded back and I was like, you've arrived, you're here. And (laughs) you're like, I think I am. I'm still waiting. Yep, it's so true. (laughs) I'll get there (laughs) one day. No, I mean, my twins are great too, don't get me wrong, but that's why it's nice to be friends with like some twin parents that are a little ahead of you because it's like oh, okay all right like yeah. there will be some uh some some normalcy I guess at some point in time right so that's amazing that's great that um you know yeah. it's been pretty good for you I did want to ask you what was sleep like before you started um sleep training with tweet dreams what did that look like I oh boy dark days <laughs> um I was doing a mix of sleeping on the floor and co-sleeping with Wes 
and literally nursing him all night. I felt like, and then I bring Jack in and it would be like, feed Jack. You feel like kind of like a pig (laughs) just laying there feeding these two babies for hours on end. But there was no sleep. I mean, I remember specific nights of holding one, just getting them off to sleep. And the second I would even like attempt to get out of the rocking chair, the other one would wake up and it would be this volley back and forth. And I remember just crying for hours. I would cry all night, you know, and it just, it was very hard to be a loving gentle mom right when you're that exhausted it's hard not to feel like i'm never gonna sleep again you know like you just there's despair almost and um my husband had said to me at one point he's like we gotta do something because you're gonna lose your mind and he was right you know with breastfeeding he obviously couldn't do much i had to be up every time so it made it really tough i would say for about two months, I was getting no more than an hour of sleep at a time. And my Apple watch had tracked that. And my (laughs) average for the night was like three hours and 20 minutes for the month of December. It was awful. Oh my gosh. It is. It's so bad. Like when you see the data, you're like, oh, maybe I don't need to know this. Like, (laughs) let me take that watch off. I know. I remember seeing yeah, the, and I saw that three hours, and I was like, "Wait, when did I get three hours?" Though I felt like even that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, twin mom, we see you. When we say we get it, we really do. At Tweet Dreams, we are a team of sleep consultants who are also raising twins at home. Our twin sleep coaching packages are specifically tailored to your babies, making the journey of teaching independent sleep as stress-free as possible. Trust our years of experience working with twins so that you can feel relieved that the answers lie with us. Start by booking your free discovery call to learn more because we can't wait to meet you and help you with your sleep goals. You can find the link to book your call in the show notes. Well, we can relate. And I I remember like you were in it, right? I mean, you needed help. Mm-hmm. You wanted help. And and yeah, so had you researched anything on your own before we started? Did you read any books? Did you follow any bloggers when it came I read, to baby sleep? Uh, four books and I paid for two courses. <laughs> prior to you and mm. I, I don't know if, know I knew if you that. want me to name the courses or anything like that but I did like is it okay if I name them like um does that matter to you sure <laughs> okay so I did taking care of babies and I I followed that like to a T and it was the biggest waste of time on the planet because <laughs> with twins it seems it's just that's all peachy and lovely but it's not gonna work it just didn't work um, I read 12 yeah. hours by 12 weeks, I think is one of, them. um, yeah, I read, I really researched prior. You did. Okay. I did. Got it. No, that, that, that's good to know. I remember, like, I've heard from several people obviously who've done courses and things like that. And they're like, I mean, it covers everything except the other baby. I'm like, yes. yeah, there, that's like one main detail that's left out here and as a mom to twins we can say it's so important like what works for one does not work for two 
having two mm-hmm. is like having 12. Yes. Do you remember what the sleep training process was like and what did you learn about your baby's sleep because of it? So first of all, and I tell everyone that I've ever referred to you and I don't know how many actually end up coming to you, but I have patients all the time. I have new moms all the time, new dads all the time. And every single one of them, I tell them about this experience and how life-changing it was for me. How I want to say that we had a meeting set up for a Monday. And the Sunday night before, I remember not sleeping at all. I um, had thought about throwing plates in my husband's head (laughs) at some point that day. (laughs) um, from sleep deprivation. And, um, I remember our call with you and I was so excited for this call and you validated everything. And you said to me that something that I'll never forget, you said, so when they're both crying, you feel very triggered and out of control. And it clicked for me that this is a lack of control feeling for me. And I definitely have control issues. And I felt so validated in that moment. And I liked that you had my husband there for that call too. Although he was playing video games at that time, he was listening okay. <laughs> and he did learn yeah. things. And it, I don't know, it was, it was a game changer for us. And I remember saying to him, we have to follow this to the T. If she sell, tells me to jump on one foot, I will do it all <laughs> night. <laughs> like, and <laughs> that first night was you know, we followed what you had said. I made sure they were fed, comfortable, dry, everything like that, safe. Um, Turn the monitors on. They also had heart rate monitors that were monitoring them. I put them in their cribs. I had a glass of wine and I went and took a long shower so I couldn't hear anything. He was there. He was listening to them. They were fine. They were safe. And I remember coming out Um, I think I had a glass of wine after that downstairs, but I remember coming upstairs and being like, what, why is it so quiet? And then they slept like nine hours that night or something. Jack slept 12, Jack slept all night and Wes slept like nine hours or something like that. And it was just shocking. Like, have they been playing a game on me? (laughs) I know they haven't, but it certainly (laughs) felt that way. Like, was I making this harder for myself for no reason? So, and then it just got better from there. Since then, we are consistently sleeping 12 hours a night at three. And they're also taking an hour and a half to two hour nap every day. I mean, that's the best thing ever. (laughs) That's not what dreams are made of. I don't know what is. It's just like so amazing. I I mean, I I don't know, like just being able to like count on those hours for me and you and all twin parents and for the twins too. It just like makes me smile. It really does. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it was you that had told me that, you know, babies can be sleep deprived. I'm not sure if it was you. Someone had told me that and I had never like comprehended the fact that my baby B is not a good sleeper. He's very awake. He's an alert guy. He wants to be up. He wants to be moving, partying all the time. And I had never realized he's probably extremely overstimulated and continually overstimulated. 
And knowing that like getting him to sleep is going to help him mentally, physically, everything. For sure. For sure. Because he's not sleeping either. <laughs> it's always those baby bees, right? Oh, every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so those are some intuitive things that you pick up on, right? Like my babies are just as tired as I am. Yeah. Am I to a fault sort of getting in the way of them sleeping, right? Yeah. There's, I've heard that so many times, like I'm sort of the problem and I didn't realize it. Yep. Right. Yep. I feel like I was because I was uh, so afraid one would wake up the other. The second they made a sound, I was in there. It was, it was not good for anyone. They never learned how to just settle themselves. Were you worried before you started the sleep training process? Like, what were your feelings um, leading up to the whole process? Like, once you, you know, said, okay, we're going to do this. I had concerns more about breastfeeding and just making sure that they were fed during the day, getting all that milk in there during the day, especially with Wes, who really kind of nursed all night. He ate a lot overnight. So I had to kind of plan to make sure he was fed during the day. And I remember stuffing that kid. (laughs) And I, no, I wasn't too stressed by this. I think I was at the point where I was like, this isn't sustainable for anyone. At, At some point, I'm a risk to myself and a risk to my kids, you know? So I was all in, ready to go. I felt very confident in Lindsay. And she, really knew what she was doing. She had a a correct answer, an informative answer for everything I asked. So I was like, if she wants to take my kids, she can. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I would let her. I wish I could give you a hug. I wish you weren't so far away. (laughs) Would you say like, what was, what would be something you would tell a mom who's listening? Like, she's worried about the crying aspect of it. Like, how was that part for you? Cause we talked about how triggering that is with one baby, let alone two. So what would be a piece of advice there? The glass of wine really (laughs) helps. (laughs) And, and, you know, like I said, I had heart rate monitors on them. I had cameras on them. I had, they were safe. I made sure their cribs were safe. They were in, um, what was it? I think the Merlin sleep suits. So I knew that they couldn't they may have roll been. over mm-hmm. or, or they were in those flannel swaddles. I don't know, but either way I knew they couldn't roll over. I knew they were safe and I made sure I did it on a night that my husband was home. He is not triggered at all by crying. So I just kind of said to him, like, you're on duty. Don't go in there unless you're really feeling like your gut is telling you to. And I went and took a shower. And like I said, I came out to no crying and I was mind blown. (laughs) But I do remember having a lot of anxiety that day leading up to it. Like, what if something does happen? But when you really rationalize it, they're okay. They're safe. They're not going to be hurt. I did also research like the risks of crying babies and they're going to be fine. (laughs) They're absolutely going to be fine. Yeah. And I mean, the plan is that you had gave you lots of opportunities to go in if you needed to or wanted to. Absolutely. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you really gave me options like, oh, I can go in. I can, you know, there were so many options and I found that the best one for me was not to go in. And I think that that was the best for all of us because at one point 
I did go in maybe 15 minutes into it and it just heightened them more. They just got more excited and they, they thought I was coming back every few minutes. So I just said, I'm not going to go back in there. And I think that was the best way. Yeah. It definitely looks different for every family. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I know you said you have grandparents watching them every so often. How is that? Was it easy to give them, you know, the plan and the schedule? Um, How did that work with other caregivers? My parents were, I was so lucky. They were great about this. My mom knew I was not sleeping. She was like, we have to do whatever it takes to get you to sleep at this point. She saw the shape I was in. I have this picture of myself that is just, I'm holding Wes. And oh, I have one. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. It's terrible. I mean, like I say, dark days. And I remember her saying to my dad, because my dad is retired and also and helps her watch them. Um, I remember her saying to him, we have to do whatever the sleep trainer says to do. We have to get Anna sleeping. And I felt such relief. So I'm really lucky that they do follow what I ask them. I don't know that that's the situation for so many people, unfortunately. Um, but they did follow it. I, I want to say that they were giving them pacifiers though. And actually, no, they definitely were because they still give them pacifiers. But I have a rule. If you're babysitting my kids, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> give them juice. Give them candy. I don't <laughs> care if you're watching them. There's no rules. But they're very good about making sure that they stick to nap time. Awesome. That's all you can ask mm-hmm. for, right? And I know oh, yeah. a lot of people wor- worry like, I'm going to do all this hard work at home. And then we're going to go to daycare. It's going to get screwed up. We're going to go to the sitter. It's going to get screwed up. Grandma's not going to follow it. And so that is a big worry for some people. And, you know, Selena and I can both vouch for this. Like a baby who's learning independent sleep at home and then is going to daycare. Those naps sometimes are a shit show for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. But then the baby can still sleep through the night, right? Which is so important for the parent. A two and three year old can sleep on a cot at school and sleep on a crib at home. They're very easily able to compartmentalize like, okay, we do it this way. We're at home. We do it this way somewhere else. But that's good to hear that other caregivers, I tell people all the time, it's not really the caregiver. It's like the routine. So like a babysitter can come do the bedtime routine. You know, grandma, grandpa can come do the bedtime routine Mm -hmm. and really focus on the sequence of the, of the events and not necessarily that it's only mom, it's only dad, things like that. I think I already touched on this, but have you experienced any regressions? So they're three years old. Any significant regressions? I know you traveled a yeah. couple times, a little bumpy, okay, of course. So but at two, and no, two and a half. Last winter, we definitely had a regression um, for nap time for, of course, baby B. Um, he was up, he was singing, he was dancing, he was jumping. They're still in cribs still, which is awesome. But mm-hmm. he was just Amen. like an animal in his crib. But I did not go in. I told him, you're going to be in here until, you know, your light turns green. And he never called for me to get out of there, but he was loud. And then baby A would be knocked out sleeping through all of it like a baby. So I would say two and a half, we had a really rough one for sure. Um, And then 
more recently on vacation, we took a couple summer vacations. And for some reason, I had thought it was a good idea to give them melatonin, which is against something I would normally do because, you know, there's some studies about melatonin that are kind of, we're worrying about hormones and whatever. But I said, you know what, I'm going to bring it because we're all in the same room. I don't want to be up with them early morning or late night, whatever. I'll give them melatonin. Turns out that baby B wakes up at 2 a.m. after having melatonin and he is up for the day. He's awake. There's no getting that kid back to sleep. And I did that for two vacations. And then I really was like, is it the melatonin? And I researched it. That's a common side effect of melatonin for um, toddlers. I didn't know that. There should yeah, be a Yeah, it's warning. almost like they, well, nobody would buy it. No, it's almost like they <laughs> crash into the super deep yeah. sleep. And then it's, they wake up like a jack in the box. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm rested. I just slept like, mm-hmm. you know, a log and now let's yep. party. So yes, that's really helpful so for somebody learned. who might, yeah. <laughs> Have you traveled since without it? So we did it the first day of our last vacation. And I had this moment where I was like, wait a minute, something's weird. Why is he waking up this early? Like I could see 6 a.m., but two or three, even one seemed excessive. So um, I Googled it the next night. I didn't give it to him. He slept uh, eight to seven that night. So I did get to test that. (laughs) And luckily, without the melatonin, he sleeps great on vacation. Nice. Yeah, I would keep Mm -hmm. it just in case you guys go like international or something and have like a six or seven hour time difference. It's really the only time I'm telling parents to use it Um, sparingly, you know, situational jet lag to help Mm -hmm. get on that new clock. But yeah, long term melatonin use for children and adults is not uh, advisable. Yeah. What is your biggest piece of advice for a twin mom who is struggling, like in any stage? Oh, man. <laughs> I really had a hard time when people told me to get them on a schedule. Because I was like, you know, when you have like one month old twins, you're like, what on earth is this schedule? <laughs> like it'd be 1030. And I'm like, we haven't even done the lunchtime routine. You know what I mean? Like, It was just chaos. (laughs) Honestly, sleep training is and always will be my best recommendation. I tell every, even every new parent, like if you're struggling to sleep, consider getting help because that was such a game changer for me, but also letting like little things go. Like I've really let go of, you know, like little details, like cleaning up the house every second. And what a difference that's made for me. And just like little things that don't matter, you know what I mean? Can really make a difference on your day if you're not worrying about these tiny little details all day. That's great advice. I agree with that for it's sure. Awesome. My house is my house is not that clean these days, but I mean, hey, it's all right, right? As long as everybody's happy. Well, and it's like, how often do people Yeah, exactly. And how often do people come over? Never. Like never I've had maybe one guest. Exactly. So why nobody wants to come here? No, I'm joking. (laughs) 
<laughs> and if they do, they're going to be like, oh, you have kids. This is understandable, you know? Oh, yeah. No, my playroom is like, <laughs> I can't, I, tr- I still try to clean it often. But like, even my husband sometimes will be like, why are you picking up the toys? Like, they're just going to make a mess again. And I'm like, because I, I feel like I have to, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I mean, I, I think I do yeah. a good job, like... Yeah. In the morning and at night, try to make sure things are as tidy as they can be. And then like during the day, I kind of just let go. So I, I totally agree with that advice for yeah. new parents in general. It doesn't just have to be twins, you know, but um, that's that's a really great piece of advice yeah. there. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't get any better, guys, just saying like mine are five now and they bring home backpacks full of papers oh. and art supplies and like they don't eat any cleaner than they did it too. There's still food all oh. over the floor, sticky syrup hands. Oh, you need a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Goku, right? He's the MVP over there. Up. They'll have like yogurt all over their hands and they're like, here, Goku. Oh. Which is so gross. But yeah, I love I it. Have to clean I love anything. It. <laughs> yeah. So I love how, what you share on Instagram, your handles, how to twin mom. Like sometimes you do like day in the life, like morning routine, which is so helpful for other people. Like I remember you doing those videos, like when you were pumping and getting ready for work. Like I loved watching those and I just love watching you thrive. Like I can see from my perspective that like consolidated sleep for your family, like allows you guys to go out hiking, like Mm -hmm. go to like pumpkin patches to like have a bounce house in your backyard. Like literally you make it look so fun. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that you're in the season that you're in. Me too. I feel like I can, I have this like predictability in my day, right? Like even if we do, hike and sometimes they they sleep in the carriers which they're way too big for that now I can't barely pick them up but there were times where we would take hikes and plan it around nap time and have them fall asleep in the backpack carriers and they would sleep for like an hour and we would keep hiking bring lunch whatever I mean and then there's days where they don't even nap you know but there it was nice to say okay well we're doing an early bedtime Mm -hmm. so it felt like there was a sense of control, like knowing when there's going to be a break. And I think the boys really enjoy it now because I give them a lot of warnings. Okay, five minutes till nap, five minutes till bed, whatever. Almost always I can walk back there and they'll follow me within a minute or two, which is so relieving that I don't have to do this kicking, screaming fight they know I'm going to hold the boundary. You're definitely taking a nap. I'm not, we're not staying up and hanging out. It's nice to have that sense of control because a lot of things with toddlers, there's no control. You're not in control hardly at all. <laughs> Can you imagine a day when your kids don't nap? Yeah. You know, Stalina and I have horror. talked about that a little bit. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you don't, you can't oh envision God. it until you're like there and maybe you're seeing a little like peak of it where you might go for a hike, they don't nap and then you get like a six thirty, seven o'clock bedtime and they're like mm-hmm. out in a minute and yeah. that you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Can you mm-hmm. see that for you in the future? I can. Um, I think one thing, and probably I will be reaching out to you on your opinion on this as we get closer, it, I think we'll enact like a quiet time. Even right now, like there are days where Wes just, he's just not going to nap. He's very energetic. It's just who he is. Um, but 
I've held that boundary. Like I'm not coming in here. If you're screaming, his new thing is that he'll scream and he'll go, Anna, Anna, did you check the mail? Anna, Anna, are you there? Oh my God. God, That's hilarious. Stop (laughs) it. And so he, I can, I feel like he was testing me, right. To see if I would come in and I did not because he's fine. I'm not going to go in, but then he'll play in his crib. He'll sing, he'll do whatever. So I think, that going forward, we probably would enforce like a quiet time, go read a book, hang out. You're not allowed out of your room until, you know, whatever time. So I think if we can manage that, that would be great. If I had to deal with my kids for 12 hours straight, I don't know about that. (laughs) It's hard. It's a long day. It's tough, right? Yeah. No, the breaks are needed. Um, And I love quiet time. We did it, you know, in my house and Mm -hmm. it didn't last all that long. Maybe, Mm. I don't know, four to five months we were doing it. Mm. And then they kind of get closer to four and you're like, oh, we could pack the kids up and go to the zoo and then we can come home and nobody had a meltdown. And the days of like peace and bliss sort of happen more often, Mm. but Definitely. If you need those breaks, they need the breaks to turn the lights down, give them a soft toy and a book. And even if it's only like, I always tell parents to start slow because you definitely want to positively reinforce a quiet time. Whereas like, Hey buddy, you spent 30 minutes in your room and waited for the green light. Now we're going to have high fives and a hug and a, Mm -hmm. you know, popsicle. I don't know. Um, And then you sort of like work your way up to an hour because it's it's a little tough for kids to be some are better than others and you could say your baby a and baby b are totally different like my baby a could entertain herself for eight hours and my baby b can't Mm -hmm. entertain herself for eight seconds so you know you definitely see the the differences there (laughs) i know we need to have an episode i think we will on on baby a and baby b oh my goodness yes this has been such an informational episode i know it's going to help somebody who's been thinking about sleep training, wondering what that process looks like, what it looks like on the other side, right? Because I was just talking to a mom today and she just couldn't imagine being on the other side of where she is now. And I I totally can relate with her. And until you like really make the changes and be consistent with it, you don't, you can't imagine that it looks any different than what you're currently experiencing. So I'm really, really happy that you could join us today and your advice is super helpful. If you're listening, give Anna a follow, How to Twin Mom. Sometimes she's putting videos up, fun stories. Uh, You can learn a lot from her. And yeah, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Anna. We'll be in touch. If you liked this episode and conversation, be sure to leave a review or rating. Share it with a friend on social media or a family member. It's our goal to reach as many parents of multiples and singletons alike. You're not alone in your parenting journey. If you'd like to hear about a specific topic or have an episode idea, please feel free to message us. We're here to help.